And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Common Man Show, where we are coming to you live from the Inner Sanctum Sanctorum here in Austin, Texas, folks. And we are very honored. Yes, honored to be back on be first in media. Folks, it's been a while since we've been on here. And the only reason why is because we've been really busy with some other stuff. And we'll get to that shortly. But first, I want to thank those individuals that have made it possible for us to be here coming to you live on Ustream and recording this and playing this elsewhere on YouTube and also on the great mobile devices that you find in, your, in the world. I, I would show you mine right now, but it's kind of stuck, uh, plugged into a whole bunch of wires, and it looks like a cyborg and all that stuff. But folks, I, we've got to say thank you to a, to a bunch of people right now, and I, and I want to take this opportunity to thank those individuals right now. First and foremost, we want to thank the Scoop in El Paso, folks. That's right, the Scoop in El Paso, because the Scoop in El Paso is, a, is El Paso's one-stop website to help you find out the what, when, and where of El Paso. It's a site managed by El Paso, Pasoans for El Pasoans. And folks, I've got to tell you this right now. They have been with this program from the beginning of the Common Man Show. Now we've known we've known the group uh, that work at, at uh, with the, with the scoop in El Paso for for quite a while, and they've helped us out with some other concepts that we've had of this program. But they have been with us through and through with what is going on with this show. And I've talked to you guys before about how we moved from the common man with Gabriel Neela concept to uh, what we have now, which is the common man show. And they said, you know, we, you got to keep on. You got to keep on going. And, and we did. And because of that, because of that movement, folks, and the effort that was going on, we have been able to join up with a fantastic group. I call it the triumvirate of social media. It, it sounds cocky. It sounds bad. But that's okay. You know why I say that? Because it is true. And I want to show you another site. You're, you're probably looking at the logo right now, which I'm pointing to somewhere over here, uh, which is above me, which says BFIM, Be First in Media. But I want to show you the website, folks. This site, which is Be First in Media, where we utilize new broadcast technologies to link stuff to people. Let me say that again. I just love saying it, and I get so excited sometimes about saying it. But we're utilizing new broadcast technology to link stuff people want to know with people who know their stuff. This has been a big old push that we've done as a group between uh, Craig Bouchon here in Austin, Terry Little Page in El Paso, and, and, and yours truly, along with... A group of other people that have helped us out, that are, that are contributing and help us out, helping us out along the way. You're seeing a banner that's flying through, um, a couple of them actually, that are flashing through the screen. Where you have the Craig Bouchon show, you have a couple of logos that we have here about this program. Um, you've seen mine right there at this present time. But we've had some great contributors to this site. Um, we have articles that, that uh, people are contributing to uh, Be First in Media where they want to talk about the conservative movement and the stuff that's going on in Texas and in the world today. Folks, if you notice right here, we've got Ted Cruz. I'm going to highlight right here, folks. I'm touching, I'm, I'm putting the, the arrow key right here where it says the president's anti-growth agenda. He wrote it. Ted Cruz wrote it, folks. He wrote it, and he contributed it to our site. How cool is that? We had Ted, we had Ted Cruz on Be First in Media when he was talking to Craig Bouchon. Uh, 
And I got to have the pleasure of being there while he was talking to him. Phenomenal guy. Awesome person. And, and, and I can't stress how cool it was to be able to say, I sat down and watched and recorded, because I do, I do the production of the show, a fantastic conversation. And where can you find stuff like that? Here. Right here, folks. Right here on Be First in Media. And I've got to add something about the whole concept about Be First in Media. When we talked, when we had Craig Bouchon talk to Ted Cruz, guess who was the only people out there recording and playing and talking to the, to to those individuals? People like Jason Isaac, who's running for uh, for um, Congress. It was us. It was us. We went to a Wilco get out the vote rally last week when which is why we didn't have a program last week we were out recording doing some recordings talking to people we got to talk to janine turner and if you notice on the site janine turner is right here we got to talk to her she's right here on the, on the right hand side craig got to spend time talking to her and, and her daughter juliet fantastic group of people talking about the conservative movement, talking about the constitutional movement, or, or staying true to the values of the Constitution, and just spending time talking to us about what's going on um, in, the, in their viewpoints of the world today. Now, folks, in doing so, <clears throat> and I apologize, I have to clear my throat a little bit. I've been sick for a few days. We've also added a new idea to the whole Be First in Media concept. Call it the umbrella, or call it a portion of the umbrella. Now, obviously, we have individuals out there who are politically, who have a, a voice that they want to uh, share in regards to politics today. I'm guilty. I'm one of them. Craig Bouchon is another one. We have a couple of other people that are going to be joining the group that are going to want to talk to, about their uh, opinions, not only here in Austin, but also in El Paso, and then I believe another spot in Texas. But we have businesses out there that want to share their voice, and they want to talk about what's going on in their neck of the world, in their industry, and in their genre. Well, folks, we have a site for them as well. We have a place, and I want to show you that right now. We're going to, we're going to show you the, the website. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. And that's Be First in Business. It's small business is the lifeblood of American, of, of American commerce. That is just so true. That is so true, folks. I, I am a firm believer in small businesses being out there and trying to stay competitive against the big the big guy your walmarts and trust me okay let me let me just go back to me here i love walmart okay i love walmart okay it was my happy place for years you know i couldn't afford to go to disneyland you know what i do i go to walmart why because i got to spend time and do whatever i was going to do and be happy go buy stuff and and do whatever however we do have a driving force in the small business community and they're doing what they have to do to stay afloat, be competitive against everybody else, and succeeding and providing those niches that people want in order to get away from having to deal with big business. And it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. Okay, it, it's, let's put it this way. You can marry both big business and small business together and be able to live a cohesive life. And what we want to do is that we want to accentuate and say, hey, by the way, guys, and this is my viewpoint strictly. 
Okay, let me put it to this way. This is my viewpoint and my viewpoint alone. We want to encourage those small businesses to get up and say, I have a voice and I want to talk about my business, whether it's dealing with chocolates, dealing with health, dealing with finances, dealing with whatever you want to talk about. It's there. And we have that site for you folks, which is Be First in Business. And we're going to be moving a couple of people over here. Actually, you know, you guys have seen on, on Facebook on uh, Be First in Media where we have uh, Spa Talk with Meg. Phenomenal woman. Or Megan. I, want to, I don't want to call her Megan. It's, it's Megan DeMartino. I don't want to just say it's Meg. But phenomenal woman, full of pep and full of energy. And she loves what she does. She loves being, and I apologize if I say this incorrectly, but she loves being an, uh, an esthetician. I have a hard time saying it. I apologize. But it's just phenomenal stuff, folks. It is. You get to spend time talking to the small business owners. And you get to appreciate what they're doing to make things happen and to make things work. Not only for them, but for you, the business owner, and for everyone else. And, folks, we actually have a phone call right now. And if you'll excuse me, we're going to answer this phone. Welcome to the Common Man Show. This is Gabriel. Is this Armida? I'm sorry? Is this, uh, yes, who, who are we speaking with? Oh, this is Isabel. Isabel? Yes, I'm sorry. I'm having trouble hearing you. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Let me uh, try to make some adjustments here on the phone. Is this any better here? Okay. Yes, it's better. Okay. So, Isabel, how are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good, thank you. Now, you're now correct me if I'm wrong here, and I, and I want to be able to do the proper introduction here because we are we are live right now. Please allow us to okay. tell, or please tell us who who um, Isabel who who you represent, and and uh, that and we can uh, we'll allow you to introduce yourself to the to the public here. Okay, great. Well, um, I was actually referred to you by Arita Martinez. Beautiful. Uh, please spoke with her. Um, I am president of Young Americans for Liberty at the University of Texas at El Paso. Um, we're involved with recruiting um, political activists, anyone who cares about, you know, making a difference in politics, uh, especially with um, all the corruption that we've seen locally in El Paso. But also, you know, there's, uh, you know, we're, we're not in favor of government and big corporations being um, so close and we, we think it's just corruption and undermines the voice of individuals. So, uh, and not just corporations. I'm not like anti-corporations either. It's just um, I, I'm, I'm against crony capitalism, which is what it, that is. But that's just me going off on a tangent. Um, what what is exactly that you needed to know? Well, we want to know. Uh, here's here's what we're doing. We're talking to. We're. we're I guess we would want to know what your. Are, are you a part of the El Paso Liberty Group? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, beautiful. I am a part of that. Okay. So what we what we did is that we extended an invitation out to the El Paso Liberty Group, which is on Facebook. Okay. And I'm currently going to be showing the website right now. I'm not going to be able to show all of it because there's some personal stuff on the top. Okay. But we have our – in fact, I'll just go ahead and do it right here. Um, we have the El Paso Liberty Group, which I got to find through a friend of mine who – Got to, um, I, I was looking to some of the stuff that they've posted, and I was very intrigued with what you are doing with this group. And I wanted to see if you have an opportunity to talk about the whole idea of the El Paso Liberty Group, where you guys are coming from on this whole thing. That way people have a better understanding, and that way they can find you on Facebook, 
and be able okay. to join the conversation there. Okay, sure. Um, I'll go ahead and do um, the best I can. I didn't actually come up with the idea myself, but from what I understand, um, you know, Agniva and the other, I think, two administrators who post on that group, what they want to do is they want to put things, they want to put articles locally, uh, nationwide, you know, even international news, um, on there to start conversations from both sides. We want to attract Democrats, Republicans, Libertarians, um, anybody, anybody who's interested in having a voice or just being heard or providing an opinion. Because the point is to get people to start having conversations about politics. Because um, I know very often, whenever I bring up anything political, it's like taboo. They're like, well, don't talk about politics. You're going to offend somebody. And I'm like, well, I think that politics is important to discuss, you know, because it, it affects us. It's part of our daily life. Um, I don't understand where that came from, like why it's rude to talk about politics. I feel like we, we should all be adults, be able to express our our, our own point of view, um, our beliefs, our, you know, our rationale behind where we're coming from, you know? So I think that that's the main point of the Liberty Group, just post things and um, if, I don't know if you noticed, but when they do post things, they just ask you, what are your thoughts on this? They never try to bias it like, oh, you know, we agree or we disagree. So it's always just to start a conversation, get people talking about things that are important. Oh, yeah. And, and I've got to say that I, I enjoy I, I'm actually I actually like your page very much. I like what you guys are doing with the El Paso Liberty Group. It is you're right. I, I, I let me concur with you on something there, because I, I used to live in El Paso for years. I left and came back and now I'm, I'm living here in Austin. And when you and, and I'm assuming that you that you visit off Austin often also. Yes. OK, when. One of the things you're, you're right when it comes to bringing a, a discussion of what's being said in Austin and trying to bring it into El Paso, a lot of people don't want to hear that whole idea because either they say, oh, well, it's 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 Austin, it's not El Paso, they don't know our uh, beliefs or what's going on here. But when it finally hits us here in, or when it finally hits El Paso, a lot of people have, and this is just my opinion, a lot of people are like, well, we got people that will take care of it for us. I don't want to have a say in the whole thing because. Either I don't know, or two, I don't want to offend somebody in, that's uh, that's a family member of mine because they may not like what I have to say. Exactly. And it, and it may and it sucks. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I I hated it over there when yeah. when when that happened. I mean, I love El Paso. Trust me, I love El Paso. Yeah. But when it comes to oh, something, yeah. when it comes to some things, you can't have a lively discussion about. And when I mean lively, an open and honest discussion about people's ideas, without people getting offended. And so, and so on the El Paso Liberty Group, I've noticed that you guys, granted, a lot of the stuff is local and you guys are are, are posting thoughts, which is perfect. I love the stuff that you guys are doing there. Um, And I can't say that enough. I don't know. I don't know how else I can put it. But how's, how's the response? I mean, are you, are you getting, I mean, we're seeing what you're, what's being posted on there on, on Facebook. But internally, are you seeing any negative feedback? Um, internally, with regards to like having a like, knowledge like, of like somebody comments. sending you an email or sending somebody sending you a message on Facebook and, or or on your on your email address, which, which I believe is El Paso Liberty Group at gmail dot com. When they say, "I can't believe you posted this whole thing," I can't believe you guys are so 
yeah. right wing or, yeah. or left wing and, 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 and whatever. Right. And I know um, I'm not an administrator on there, but I have been told about a few instances where people are offended that we don't censor. So that's one major thing about the Liberty Group. We're saying we're not going to censor people because, you know, we're completely behind free speech. And we completely reject the notion that you shouldn't say something if it's, if it's going to offend somebody else because, you know, um, you know, Ron Paul, one of my biggest heroes, um, and he said it perfectly. We don't have um, the free speech so we can talk about the weather. You know, we have it so we can say controversial things. Perhaps when people take it to the extreme and they do it to, to particularly annoy or bother people, but if we start censoring people, then how do you know where to draw the line? Who gets to decide what's offensive and what's not? It becomes subjective. So even if people post them that are offensive to us um, or insult. Um, us and our beliefs, we, we, we're fine with it. We're like, you know what? You are entitled to your opinion, and we are entitled to our opinion, and this is what the Liberty Group is for. We want to promote those types of conversations, you know, and we, we try to uh, keep it respectful, and we, we definitely don't like to insult people, but, you know, it has gotten heated before where people, you know, if we put a, an Obama post about, you know, how he's, he's uh, I guess, um, demonstrating hypocritical behavior, such as, like, he made a promise about transparency, and we've not seen that at all. And if we post anything at all, and people are just completely, you know, for Obama, they, they don't want to even uh, acknowledge the fact that that might even be true. They just start defending him and insulting us and say, you know, sometimes they're racist. And, you know, I'm not racist. Um, I'm just uh, realistic, and I, I, I seek the truth. So... If that offends somebody, then, you know, that's, I mean, it's going to offend them, but I'm not going to censor myself or, you know, and I always try to say things in a very, um, I guess, from what I, what it, what's the word, like, not diplomatic, but very, uh, you know, in a way that I don't offend somebody. I'll just say it, but, you know, sometimes people don't even like that, so. Oh, yeah. No, I, and I understand perfectly on that one because it's, you're right, people will, whether whether you agree with them or not, you know they're they're going to try to come up with some way to deflect the issue, and unfortunately, they're going to use something inappropriate in order to say, "Hey, by the way, I think you're wrong. I think you should be quiet." So I'm going to label you as this. I I right. I, I had a person. I'll, I'll share a story with you. I have a a uh, or I had a person who used to post on my on my personal page on Facebook, and I made a comment about um, the president sending or, or one of the administrators sending a package to me to El Paso where it was and and, and this is petty this is just me being petty it, they sent it to El Paso New Mexico instead of El Paso Texas oh. and 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 for me obviously you know being in El Paso and you you don't say hey I'm from New Mexico I'm from Texas and right. and so I posted a couple of comments on there and somebody made a comment about you know Rick Perry and 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 the ranch that he owns with the n-word on there and I try not to say some of the words and, and, you know, obviously you have Facebook saying, Hey, by the way, you have a problem with this, with this issue comment. Do you want to keep it there? And I kept it there because I, you know, along that same line, you don't want to censor anybody. And at the same, you know, going along that same thread, you want to show those individuals out or you want to show out those individuals who do not have a proper concept of being able to have a valid discussion. Right. And, and it just, and it's disappointing. You know, I, I now granted I haven't seen much 
negativity on your site. I, I've seen the constructive uh, co- conversations, but right. it, it's one of those things where you're like, okay, well, you know, sorry, you know, <laughs> here's a jerk over here saying whatever they're saying and, and calling right. you out for being, for being a racist or calling you out for being whatever. Mm-hmm. It just shows you the yep. value of the person. Yeah, and it's it's unfortunate, you know, and I can understand, like, I can understand why they get offended, you know, because I know that previously I used to be a person that was like, oh, I'm into politics during the presidential election, so I understand how people have not been keeping up with what's going on, and to be quite frank, it took, uh, I've only been really into politics for about a year now, and it took me a lot of time researching, you know, was it true, did Obama really say this, and did he really do the opposite, you know? And, uh, you know, so I've been trying to catch up, and I don't claim to know everything, but I, I can understand um, how people will get offended if you challenge something they strongly believe. So I, I try not to get offended, but it is frustrating, you know, because it's like, well, why don't you at least investigate what we're saying? You know, you're just automatically saying, no, that's not true, and you're racist or whatever, you know. So it's unfortunate, oh, but, yeah. you know, it happens. Oh, yeah, so so you've just been – so you've – You've just gone into the whole the whole viewpoint of, or you've started to become interested yeah. in politics just recently. What? How did you become interested in politics? Well, um, I okay. So four years ago, during the last election, I was into it. Like I said, during the presidential election, and I, I was overly opinionated and not knowledgeable enough. And I know I know that now. I didn't think that back then, um, but back then I was looking at the Republican debates and the Democrat. Um, debate. Uh, my sister, she's a Republican. She's four years older than me, and she was saying that you know um, the things like Obamacare, back then universal health care, you know they wouldn't work because she's um, studies economics and she's like it just wouldn't work. So I believed her. I was just like, oh yeah, you know, um, I'll just vote for whoever she's voting for. And she ended up voting for McCain, so so did I. But I remember um, Ron Paul was in the Republican debate, and he always stood out to me. But I just I didn't uh, think anything else more than that. Oh, you know what a what a cute man. You know, it sounds like he's saying a lot of things that mean a lot to him. But that's where I left it. So back uh, a year ago in August during the Iowa Ames straw poll, um, I heard I saw that he got second place behind Michelle Bachman, and they didn't even mention him. You know, it was like he almost literally tied for first place with her. And to me, that was just so peculiar. I was just like, well, why do they ignore him? Why do they go out of their way to ignore him? So I was like, okay, well, let me look. Let me look at what he stands for. You know, like obviously, you know, people like write him off for a reason. So I did my investigation, went to his website, started YouTubing him, and the more I looked into him, the more I agreed with him, and the more I, I realized, you know, this man's not your typical politician. He is very honest, and if people disregard him, it's because he's saying things they don't want you to hear. And to me, that just drew me in, and. He made me care a lot about certain issues I never even cared about before. Like, you know, well, obviously I always said I was against the war, but now I'm extremely against it based on, you know, um, the fact that, you know, it's mainly, well, first of all, we're attacking innocent people that we end up calling collateral damage. So we're trying to bomb our enemies, quote unquote, but, you know, we end up killing innocent people and I can't stand for that. I can't be behind that, especially if, they're unconstitutional, and therefore um, there's not really good reason for us. There's solid evidence for us to be there. So um, that's really what drew me in at first. And then just other issues, you know, he was pro-life. I've always been pro-life, and he has a very um, 
I guess, logical way of explaining it, which I found to be interesting. So it was really Ron Paul who got me interested in, you know, um, so that, that's my story. <laughs> no, no, don't. It, it's it's all good. Let me. I'll, I'll put it to you this way. I had a, I had a conversation with a friend of mine over here, in Austin, and and we we had a discussion here on this page or on 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 on, uh, on the show, because he's very uh he's, he's very pro. I, I don't want to say he's libertarian, but he's very pro liberty, and he's very he has been a Ron Paul supporter for years, probably. Okay. I, I would say probably for at least. 15 years and and we had a discussion on on Ron Paul and and why people because there was when we when him and I had a talk it was during uh the surge that Ron Paul had and uh-huh. during the, during the uh during the debates for the for the nomination okay. and it was it was an intriguing conversation and and I you know I had my viewpoints on him and and I'll be perfectly honest with you. I always considered him as the grandpa sitting on the sitting on the uh, porch, you know, telling the kids to get off his lawn. And <laughs> right. and it was one of those things where where I'm like, you know, he's got a lot of valid points. I don't have a problem with that, and and I agree with a lot of stuff that he's saying. You know, when when it comes to the the economic standpoint of auditing the Fed, um, when it comes to de- you know dealing with some of the 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 border issues or the or the constitutional issues that that he has i i can back him up all the way the problem that i had though with with ron paul and it, and it kind of continues a little bit it actually continued up until the nomination for uh for the republican party is, is that he's angry I, I i can see that he has his voice that he wants to say and he sometimes sounds like he's angry however he doesn't get angry enough where he needs to act and he needs to say, you know, I'm mad and I'm not going to take it anymore. And, and he and he takes it upon himself to do something. And it looks like in the recent events, prior to the national convention, he was relying on a lot of people to do some of the legwork that probably he should have done himself. And 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 don't get me wrong, I, I, that, that was just a critical assessment that I had of him. Now, granted, Mitt Romney had the same thing. I mean, Mitt Romney, to to a large degree, has his the people that back them taking care of all the behind the scenes stuff, especially when they were trying to pull that little movida that they were doing about with the delegates. Yeah. You know, it, it, well, it, it probably wasn't Romney, but you know, directly, but you know, he had his, his crony people saying, Hey, by the way, take care of this for me. But, but yeah. when it came to, to Ron Paul, I mean, that was the only thing that was like, that was my sticking point with him. Mm-hmm. I, I would have been happy to back the guy up, you know, or, or to do whatever I could, but, it was that yeah. fire. It was that fire in his belly that that was missing for me. <laughs> yeah, and I I guess I can see where you're coming from. I recall when I first didn't really know much about him, thinking you know he yells a lot, and I think it's because you know I I, I can't say I can only speculate that it would be because of you know after 40 years of saying the same thing you know and not being heard, you're gonna start getting frustrated. But I did notice a difference between last election and this election, he was a lot more calm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because and he even said he's his own biggest critic. I've probably seen every Ron Paul interview, so I can quote him a lot. But, um, you know, he says, I'm my own biggest critic. I watch myself in the debates. I watch myself in interviews. And I think, how can I improve what I say? How can, you know, how can I better myself? And that's something that I think is admirable, at least. And I, and I have noticed from his earlier interviews to his more recent interviews how he's um, really, really um, 
learned to say something even when they're attacking him in a very calm voice. And I have, but I know what you're talking about. That's why I, I agree with you. You know, at first it's like, well, you know, he comes off as your stereotypical old man who yells all the time, you know, but, um, you know, I think that he might have a reason to, but then he also looks at ways to change that image because he doesn't want to be perceived that way. And to be honest, like I've met Ron Paul. He came to UTEP in April and I mm-hmm. got to hang out backstage with him. He was so very um, just down to earth, very calm. His granddaughter was there and it was very nice, you know, and it was weird for me because I'm like, am I really sitting here with Ron Paul having a conversation, you know? So, but I, I understand where you're coming from. And I guess I just want to ask a question with regards to the leg work. Are you talking about um, people becoming delegates for him? No, actually it was There's- involving, it was involving the lawsuits. The, the what I'm saying? The the lawsuits that were going on um, prior to oh, okay. yeah prior to the RNC um, there was some lawsuits to try to get the delegates on board or to get to acknowledge the delegates that were being brushed aside by the Republican Party. Right. And it you know that's cool you know it's great but there was a com- there was a comment that I got to see on and I and I can't remember the the gentleman's uh, gentleman's uh, website. But he does. He has a program that he that he put, puts on YouTube, and he was talking to one of the attorneys for Ron Paul, or the, that were representing the delegates, I guess. Mm-hmm. And in there, in, in the discussion, I think he was talking to Ron Paul was talking to Chris Matthews. Okay. And he said, "Look, he's like, you have your people that that, or you have these individuals that that want to get on and everything else. What do you have to say? You know? And basically, what he told them is like, look, if they want it, he's like." If if this is what's going to happen with the Republican Party, so be it. But if these guys want to fight, want to fight for me to get on there, then let them do it. I'm not going to argue with that. And it got to the point where I'm like, you know, get some, you know, I don't want to say get some, get some back, get some backbone in there. But I was going to say, get in the fight and just say, look, I, I support these guys. I think these guys are doing great work and I want them to succeed and I will help them out as best as possible. But basically it was kind of one of those like, Eh, okay, if he wants to, that's great. If he doesn't, if they don't want to, eh, okay. And and, yeah. and, and that and that just threw me aside, and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. No, and I can see where, um, why you would uh, feel that way. You know, but I don't know. I can't speak for all Ron Paul supporters, but I think that Ron Paul has a very good understanding of how things work in the Republican Party, and mm-hmm. he knew they were going to get their way no matter what. So he um, got most of, well, mostly all his money from grassroots supporters who don't really. So he wanted to be strategic in how he spent that. And lawsuits cost money. Um, So he's a, a, he often says, you know, I'm not going to stop people from doing what they want, you know. Um, So if people wanted to sue the Republican Party, then so be it, you know. And he says the same thing about if you want to write me in, write me in. You want to vote for Mitt Romney, vote for Mitt Romney. You want to vote for Gary Johnson, vote for him too. You know, he doesn't like telling people what to do. And I think that that's very consistent with everything he's done. All the, like, Everything he's done, he's done it because he feels it's the right thing to do. Right. Um, who is he to say what people should do? You know, he even says everyone has a different role in this movement. Mine's one way, you know. Yours doesn't have to be in Congress. Yours could be writing blogs, you know, starting a podcast or a radio station or something. You know, everyone has a different way of um, oh, playing a role in all this. 
Oh yeah, excellent. Hey, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this to you. I hate to do this to you, um, but I've got. Um, I think we have your 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 uh, your, your cohort in crime, um, Armida. Oh, okay. On the line, so I'm going to go ahead and let you go, and we're gonna bring her on. Awesome. Okay, then. Well, it's great talking to you. Okay. Well, thanks a lot. And and where can they find you on? Are, are you on? Do you have any pages or any Facebook pages where or on a website where, where people can reach out to you? Uh, I have a blog, but they can feel free to add me on Facebook. I'm more than happy. Um, it's uh, facebook.com forward slash Isabel, I-S-A-B-E-L, Jasmine, J-A-Z-M-I-N. Oh. And I'll be happy to add anyone who wants to have political discussions. Perfect. Perfect. Well, I, right. well, well, thank you again, Isabel. I will, I will definitely be um, bugging you on Facebook. And, awesome. uh, I will, and we will talk to you, uh, we'll talk to you very soon. Great. Well, it was great talking to you. Thanks okay. for having me on. Okay, you take care. Okay. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Folks, that was, I love those conversations. I love those spur-of-the-moment conversations right now. Now, folks, we have um, another person that we're going to be calling shortly right now, which is Armida from the El Paso Liberty Group also. And, in fact, we're calling her right now. You're going to hear the rings, and this is pretty cool. Um, she just sent the, She was calling right now when you heard the beeps. And in fact, there's her phone ringing right now. And I'm looking over here because my my... Hello. Hi, uh, Armida. Yes. Hi, this is Gabriel. How are you? I am well. I I'm, I apologize for the delay. We had um we had Isabel on the on the uh, on the phone right now. Oh yay! And okay. and we had a a very we had a very good conversation about what's going on with with the El Paso Liberty Group and and what she's doing at this present time. Um, and I want to thank you for for um, having her call us. Oh okay. And yes. and, and and right now you are on you are on um. The live stream right now on on uh, on uStream, on uh, Be First in Media. So I want to welcome you to the Common Man uh, the Common Man Show on Be First in Media. Oh, thank you very much. I wouldn't have yelled yay if I knew I was on the air, but thank you. <laughs> and and I get and I gotta thank you again for for being on with us. I I've got to say this. I I want to give you guys the kudos and the props that you that you or that your group deserves. Um. Just so that people know right now, uh, folks, is that we had a recent discussion with, with Armida just a little bit ago before the show started, and we were talking about um, the El Paso Liberty Group, and we wanted to share what they're doing in El Paso. Obviously, I'm in Austin right now, but I have ties in El Paso. My heart belongs to El Paso, regardless of where, whether I'm going to be at. But I have my. my... We, will, we will. We will always claim you, Gabriel, whether you're <laughs> wherever I, you are. We claim you first. And I appreciate that. I re I really appreciate that. It, it it's my it's my hometown. I I love El Paso. I, in spite of what's going on with uh, politics and the world today, um, it's still it's still home. You know, I, I I'll share a story with you, Admira, if it's okay with you. I, I left El Paso back in '93. I was uh, 21 at the time. I left to go to, to Reno, Nevada. And I'm like, I'm leaving this town. I'm never going to come back. Blah, blah, blah. F flipping off everybody in Kinsabe Kamas. You know, of course, I didn't do that to my mom. You know, I love my mom and I love my dad. Didn't do that to the family. But everybody else, I'm like, Daluna, un dedo aquí. And, and we're yeah. sick. And then I went back. I came back in 96. And, and I came to visit with, with my daughter. And you're like, you know, you kind of grow attached and you go come back and visit every once in a while. Everything's all nice and pretty. And then... Um, I came back to live in El Paso, and, and everything was nice and, and good. But you always, you know, it's like it's like people say, you know, you sometimes have that moment where you have where you come back and it still feels the same, 
and it's beautiful. And it's absolutely beautiful. So I, I, I was glad to come back to El Paso in, in 2003. I think it was 2003 when I came back. It was a great time to come, come back, you know, and now I'm, <laughs> I'm still in Texas. I, I'm still, you know, I'm not that far away, but I'm, I'm still in Texas and I still love my hometown. It's just a fantastic city. Yes, it is really nice, and you can't really get away from it. Even you come and go, you come and go, and a lot of people come back um, to raise their children here because the family ties are so strong. Mm -hmm. So I know a lot of professionals that once they have children, they'll come back, especially when the children are very young, like from zero to five or six or seven. Once they have to start enrolling them in school, sometimes they have other issues, and they might leave, you know, when school age starts. But um, I've, I've heard a lot of people who share your sentiments. Oh, yeah. It's just one of those things where you're like, it's it's home. You know, pe people have asked me about that. They're like, well, how, why do you love El Paso? And I'm like, it's home. What what more can oh. you say? You know, I, yeah. I people ask about, you know, where's a great place to get Mexican food? I tell people, go back on I-10 and go west <laughs> about eight hours. Go right. to the first house. When you get into El Paso County, go into the first, go to the first house you go to. And this is, I, this is something I stole from my brother when he was living in Dallas. You go to the first house that you find in El Paso. Knock on the door, ask the, ask the little old Mexican lady over there if they have any food. And then and, and you were told to go to El Paso to get, get, to get great Mexican food, and that's where you go. And, you, can, you know, granted, you can go to any restaurant, but if you ever want to try the true stuff, you go. You just knock on the door and you say, hey, by the way, you know, they told me to come to El Paso to get Mexican food. Is this the place to go to? And oh. then, bam, they treat you like family. Right, <laughs> It's, it's, it's a very family-oriented place, very friendly, very friendly, friendly, sweet place. Oh yeah. Now let's get back to what we what, what we wanted, what we asked you to come on, and I and I thank you for allowing me to talk a little bit about El Paso. You're you're part of the El Paso Liberty Group. Yes, and I would not want to repeat anything. Um, Isabel said, um, if you wanted me to discuss something else, or um, well, let, you, let me. Let me ask you this question. How did you get involved with this group? Um, there was two admins. Um, th there was a, a big training involved. A lot of it was started by Rand Paul, Dr. Ron Paul's friend, in discussing about um, getting more people in interested in the ideas of liberty and freedom. And a lot of it has to do with um, local politics. Many people are more interested at the local political level because that's what affects you, your school taxes, your school board taxes, your county commissioner issues. Um, and the presidential races come every so often, but it's more those day-to-day -day things that affect you. And what Rand thought is if we start different groups discussing liberty using local political issues and not telling people what to think, because that's the problem with many pages, is many pages... Or, or groups tell you, we are Democrats, therefore think this way. We are Republicans, therefore think this way. More of an, a forum for people to discuss their issues of liberty and see other people's points of view. So that's what this page was kind of started on, on Rand's idea. And there's several all over, all over the U.S. of what a, a liberty group is. It's basically a forum of independent-minded people. Some are party-affiliated, some are not. And uh, we get together and we discuss things at a local level, at a national level at an international level that may affect all of us and then we we discuss things um and so the other thing too is uh we wanted a way to discuss issues with candidates and sometimes as i was discussing with you in our phone call earlier 
Um, I may ask a candidate something, and they may be like, who cares? It's only what Armida wants to know. Or you may ask a candidate something, and they're like, well, who cares what he wants to know? But if we go as a group and we may ask a candidate an issue, what do you think about this legislation? What do you think about this issue? They may be more uh, prone to answer us. And from there, us as individuals act accordingly. Um, so like I stated, you and I, we may come up with it. Like we're very concerned with the audit, the Fed bill. Let's ask the congressional candidates what they think. So we'll ask both of them, you know, HR 347 is up for vote. What do you think about it? They'll answer us and then we'll act accordingly because we're still individuals. So the group afterwards doesn't say, yay, this was a great answer. We'll say this is the answer this candidate gave. And then we act how we feel. I may think it's a great answer, so I may go and contribute to that candidate. I may go give them money. I may be very happy about it. You may not be okay with it, so you decide to start endorsing personally their opponent. Mm -hmm. So it's gathering information for our people, having a way for them to discuss things with each other, and, and moving forward from there. Oh, and and, and that's and I love that. I love the fact that you guys have that one little section where you guys can can agree with the discussion and then you guys and then pretty much you guys would be able to separate from there when it comes to how you how you respond, I guess, individually with with uh, the certain candidates, which right. is, is which is beautiful. Now, just out of curiosity, I because I, I've seen some of the stuff that you posted to some of the uh, candidates who has been and, and I've given you some and I've, and I've posted some of the issues that I've had with with one or two of them. But who is the who are the candidates or which candidate are the is have you had most difficulty in answering questions? Have have they all been compliant and been able to say, yeah, this is what we think, or have people just blown you guys off? Um it's very interesting. We were having this discussion earlier. Both uh Beto O'Rourke and Barbara Carrasco have been very, very open with answering our questions. Mm-hmm. Very, very much so. Even when they were the busiest uh, prior to them winning their respective runoffs, they were, you know, very entrenched in their in their um, uh, pre-primary races. They have both been very good about answering our questions. Um, sometimes they take a little bit longer, as as is understood, but they've always answered our questions. Uh, sometimes even with videos, so they've been great. Uh, Mr. D. Margo has been great about answering questions um, in length, almost like at a conversational setting. Uh, he he tends to answer more like. Well, I believe this, or based on my experiences, um, he's been very good. Um, his opponent has not answered or spoken to us or said anything or even acknowledged our questions. There were times like both Beto and Barbara would be like, that's a good question. Um, let me get back to you on that. So that they would at least say, you know, we got it, we're busy, we'll get back to you. Because the other thing we decided, um, we were going to ask more specific legislative type of, of questions. We weren't going to say things like, not that there's anything wrong with it, but we weren't going to ask things like, what is your vision for El Paso? Or do you love liberty? Or do you love the Constitution? We weren't going or, to ask. Or, or what's what's your favorite place to eat? Right. Not that I haven't heard that question asked. <laughs> that might actually be more relevant than some of the questions we've heard that are like, what? You have a person there, you're asking, you know what? Not that there's anything wrong with it, but uh, we, we were going to ask more specific legislative type of questions. Like, this bill came up, would you have voted for it, yes or no? This, this uh, what is this down on drone use? But instead of saying, um, do you, um, for example, on the drug war, mm-hmm. instead of saying, are you pro the drug war, what would you change about the drug war? 
we targeted to what what is your stance on the Department of Justice attacking medicinal cannabis establishments in states that have allowed it? More specific legislative types of things. Um, and so some of them require a little bit of research, and they would say, I need to read the bill. Let me get back to you on that, all right? Um, so uh, Mr. Mr. Um, Margo's opponent has not answered his talk to us or anything at all. Doesn't, doesn't care about it. Some of the county commissioners, we were getting started on this, and uh, we were asking them questions. We were we were also kind of confused as to the, uh, the different levels of their jurisdictions. So some of the county commissioners were like, well, that's an interesting question, but that isn't something that I would be in charge of as a county commissioner. And we're like, oh, okay, you know, because it's still a learning process. So we kind of decided to focus more on the congressional races and on that house seat. So I would say, yeah, some those people have primarily ignored us, and that's okay, you know. I mean, that's what they choose. We did uh, go back and ask um, several people in town, why why would they ignore a group of voters? Because it's not like we're asking anything salacious. We're asking stuff that is relevant to our group, but it isn't necessarily outwardly controversial. And they said, um, this is what we heard, that some of our questions just require a lot of research. And, and, and they, they don't want to look into it. Right. And they bring up a lot of stuff that isn't really... Uh, on the forefront, so by answering it becomes on the forefront, how big is our group anyways, so why bother addressing us if we're so big? Right. Are we going to even make a difference? So I think a lot of people have said, well, we don't know how big the Liberty Group is, so who cares? Um, And and do you think, here's what I would say, here's what I would want to ask. Would you think that it's inappropriate for them to not answer those questions? I mean, because... Here, here's my viewpoint on this part, and, and correct me, and you can counter or, or whatever you want to do on this one. If there's a, a question that you want to ask that may not be directly related to, to their scope of practice, but it's going to tie in to what they do, indirectly or directly some in some way, wouldn't it be good for them to express their opinions? They're public officials, and you know, as them being public officials, they should have a voice that needs to be heard so that they can say, hey, you know, I believe, you know, you know when it comes to, like, dealing with the legalization of, of, of drugs or certain drugs, wouldn't it be nice for them to be able to say, hey, yeah, I, I think this is the way I think? I mean, Beto and, and, Su- and Susie uh, Bird did, did that. Um, right. Um, I, I totally agree with you. As a matter of fact, uh, when we were researching, we asked Bill Lenderman, he's running for a, a county commissioner seat, a question that had nothing to do with, like we said, we were barely getting started with whatever he would be in charge of. And he came forward and he said, well, um, I'm not running for an office that would take care of that, but this is my opinion on it because of this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so cool. that was, yeah, that was very good. And we, we published it that he that he was very polite and very patient with us. And he was like, uh, no, that is not something that is more of a city council question, but this is what I believe in terms of that. And this is how that issue would affect County commissioners, and that's how I would uh, I would deal with it. Um, so he took the time to lead us back and to say, you know, even though this is exactly what you said, this doesn't affect me. This is how I feel, and this is how I would hope somebody in that position would vote for it. So we we were very happy to hear about that. Um, about um, Mr. Margo, it, it's very interesting because there's a lot of people who have said I did not like Mr. Margo's answer but I'm now going to vote for him because I appreciated the fact that he was approachable mm-hmm. and that he was willing to listen to us. And then somebody, like somebody did not like his audit the Fed 
um, answer. And they're like, is it okay if I send you a book and we can discuss about it? And he's like, yeah, sure, send me a book. And he goes, just because of that, even though his answer was not something I would have ever agreed with, I am going to vote for him and, and give him money because he's approachable and he's willing to have an open mind. Will he agree with me? Probably not, but I, I he's somebody that I can talk to and I don't, as opposed to somebody who completely ignores you. So I guess that's that's kind of speaking to your point there. Oh, yeah, and, and I've got to say this, I... I the three people that you've talked to about or talked about, um, Robert Carrasco, Beto O'Rourke, and, and Dee Margo, I've, I've actually had the honor of talking to them as well and spending some time personally on, on at least one occasion uh, to talk to them a little bit in depth about other stuff. And, and you're right. They are very approachable. And, and, and this, you know, you, you made the great segue for me because I had a question for you that I was looking at on your Facebook page, which, by the way, we're, we're, we're showing – the stuff that you guys are posting on Facebook so that as, oh, as okay. everybody's watching, they're going to be able to see this. They're going to be able to see this video on Ustream and, and, or I mean on, on, on YouTube so that they can see some of the, 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 the items that are being posted. And, and because I, I, I love the stuff that you guys are doing. <laughs> I hate to say this. Oh, I, I mean, I don't want to say, I, I, I hate to say that I love, I love this so much. I, I was criticized one time by a friend of mine saying, you know what you say great and you love. I'm like, so I, I love I love some of the stuff that people do, and what you guys are doing is phenomenal. Oh, thank you. Thank and you. and I wanted to ask you a question in regards to what's going on in El Paso, and 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 being this as as a Central Texas West Texas program, I wanted to get your thoughts on the whole thing with Marisa Marquez and uh, Naomi Gonzalez, because okay. it, it's an it's an intriguing dynamic, and there's a lot of this is going to sound bad, but there's some hypocrisy in what's going on with the Democrat Party and in regards to what they did. Now, just so that we can recap everybody, a couple of flyers have, have, been, have gone out from DeMargo with um, Marisa Marquez and Naomi Gonzalez. And correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong on any of this stuff, Armida. I, I'm, I'm getting this through what I'm seeing um, online on, on – uh, on Facebook, on on uh, El Paso Times, and through a and and through uh, Norma Chavez, and I'll just say her name because I, I can't. Uh, but through her radio show that she does. Uh -huh. DeMargo sent out some flyers saying, "Hey, by the way, we've got two Democrats um, that work with the delegation for El Paso that support me, and here's what they're saying about me." And of course, everybody gets all in the tizzy because, oh my God, it's a Democrat supporting. Uh, a Republican, and we've got this great Democrat over here who's been a, who's been a representative before, who's going at it again, um, and I don't mean that in a negative way. He's he's going back to try to reclaim the seat that he had at one point, um, and instead of supporting our representative, you're supporting the other side. And obviously, it, it creates a lot of waves. There, there's no doubt about it. But the viewpoint that I'm seeing is that there's a little bit of hypocrisy in here because you have. I think Dan Melendres, or um, I think who's the head of the El Paso Democrat Party, who is saying, "Oh, this this is because of money. This is, you know, they're they're doing this because of money and because um, Naomi Gonzalez and, and Marisa Marquez all have uh, backing from the TLR, which is uh, Texas for Lawsuit Reform." Which is he, and here's where the hypocrisy comes in. Remember back in uh, 2000. Eight or 2000, uh, 2010, I think, where we had the whole Na uh, Naomi Gonzalez, Norma Chavez um, 
primary issue that went on. Now, granted, I'm not a, I, I, I didn't vote for either one of them. But you get to see everything from the outside, and you see that Naomi Gonzalez is receiving money from the TLR, and she received a lot of money. And there's no doubt, of, I mean, we can track that. Yet you had the Democrat Party not say anything about it. They weren't getting critical about what Naomi Gonzalez was doing at the time when it came to that whole race. No one criticized her for, for getting that money. The only people that were criticizing her were, were the uh, staunch Norma Chavez um, supporters. And then you really didn't hear much from anybody from the, from the, uh, from the higher-ups. Yet now we have people that are supporting or, or, or say, hey, I like DeMargo because of this. And now they're censored. Now they don't get the, the backing of the Democrat Party when it comes to this race. Is, is, there, is there something wrong? I mean, what, what are your thoughts on the whole thing? Is, is there something wrong in that whole thing? Or do you agree with what they did? Or Well, um, I guess um, I would say that as, as uh, somebody who works in our page, we, we don't speak for the whole group. So, right. like, whatever my thoughts are, are and, and, thoughts, they're, and, they're and not this, representative. These are your thoughts only. This is this yes. is just your strict opinion. I'm not I'm not worried right now. This is this is Armida talking, not El Paso. And in fact, let me do it this way. I'm thinking I'm, I'm <laughs> right. moving the page off. I'm moving the page off, so it's just me that you, that, that you're talking to on on the site. Uh, um, I would I would I would say to that I I kind of am I'm I'm not um, I would honestly say it is not an issue I'm concerned about. It's an issue I like to discuss. I like to discuss in terms of discussing the false left right paradigm about how Republicans are a certain way and Democrats are a certain way. This is a discussion of how at the end of the day, it is, it sometimes does not become about a platform. It becomes about, uh, the, the politics in the middle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah and, definitely. and that's how, that's how I see it. And that's how I, I like to discuss it. Um, on the, on the Liberty Group page, when we discuss it, it is, if you've noticed, we haven't really taken, uh, the, the Democrats are wrong, or or Marissa and Noemi are wrong, or Mr. Melendez, who's been actually very very polite and very nice to us, is wrong. It is more like what do people in El Paso think? And and in, on our page, we've seen both things. Like, no, if you're a Democrat and you run as a Democrat, you need to respect the platform and be like Ronald Reagan back in the day of you should never speak badly about another Democrat in public. Um, and you should take care of your dirty laundry behind closed doors. And then there's other people who are saying things like, if you represent El Paso, your loyalties are with El Paso, and you should speak up, up in terms of what gets most things done in El Paso. Oh, yeah. And, 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 so, and that's the way I was leaning on my on, I, I posted a comment on there, and that was kind of the way I was yeah, leaning. Yeah, I remember, yeah. yeah that, that and then also of... about, about the open-mindedness and about uh, um, there's also people who've written things from a realistic point of view of, okay, we may be in El Paso, but Texas is Republican. So mm -hmm. we have a Republican who is willing to advocate for us uh, in El Paso. Then that's good, and then that's appropriate. You know, because um, that, that's the real world we live in. Sometimes we have to work with Republicans when you work in Texas and you live in a Republican state. So we've had people who said that. Some people have said, well, above all, you should have freedom of speech, and you should have freedom of of what gets your, your job done. So they feel it's kind of tyranny of you have a certain uh, letter to your name. You should only do what the higher-ups say to do because you didn't elect the higher-up. You elected the, 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 the 
direct person who's in charge of and they have to vote for their conscience. Right. There's another group of people that says that mediation, moderation, bipartisanship is wrong. And that's what causes us the problems that we have. The fact that people don't stand to their platform and that gridlock is good. Not having a lot of bills is good. Not having a lot of legislation is good because the more government you have is wrong. That's kind of where Rand Paul comes in. Mm -hmm. He actually wrote a very, very, I'll share it with you. He wrote a very, very good article called about how moderation is not good and how working across the aisle and you're like, well, yes, I kind of worked across the aisle, even though it's not something I believed in. It was to get things done is bad. Kind of like when Richard Trump said he he voted for No Child Left Behind because it was a, 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 a Republican president sponsoring it, and how it was. Well, that wasn't good. You were growing the 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 government. You were getting the government involved in education. What you should have done as a Republican is say no to that, even if it was the Republican president doing it. So there's there's different thoughts on it. My thought is more, I'm not really interested. I, I don't vote in those races. Um, all those people have been personally nice to me. It's more about discussing the left-right paradigm in El Paso, the Democrats versus Republican discussion in El Paso, and what all that means to us. Um, I can see everybody's stance on things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just more interesting to me than anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially, especially when it's not happening with those <laughs> with those individuals that you're directly involved with or, or, that, or right. that you like. And, it, and it's kind of it's kind of an interesting uh, it, it's interesting looking at that whole thing. I, I was asked uh, recently, you know, who would I be voting for? And I'm like, I have no dog in the hunt. I'll put it to that way. I, 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 I vote in Travis County. I don't vote in El Paso County anymore. I have no dog in the hunt. So personally, I'm like, if I had an option, this is what I would do. But at the end of the day, it, it's it's all you guys. It's not me. I'm just I'm just here, you know, stirring some conversation or trying to create conversation about what's going on in the in the place that I love and and uh, and seeing what happens. You know, it, it's it's kind of an intriguing. It, it's very intriguing with what's going on. I, I'll put it to you that way. Um, do you think um, somebody posed this to us in a message that this may be the start? Of the end of straight ticket voting in El Paso. I hope so. I Do you think so this hope might so. be an issue that blows us up like that? You know, I think this is going to be a good start. Um, in fact, this one and also the uh, congressional race with uh, Beto O'Rourke and and, um, and Barbara Carrasco, I think that's going to be another push in what may be a, a drive towards that. Now, keep in mind that I, I will say this. This is El Paso. And understanding and, and getting a feeling of what the mindset is of El Paso, we're probably going to have a, a, a shakeup. And then the next race, we may, ha- we may go back to seeing a reduction in people not voting. Or, or yeah, we're going to see a, an increase of people not voting straight ticket this uh, election cycle. And then when the, ne- the next one comes in, we will probably see an increase again of straight ticket voting but if but that would be under the under this the situation where you don't have any of these type of flare-ups and 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 I think this is actually good to try to get everybody out of that whole straight ticket voting because I, I'll be perfectly honest with you here in here in Austin I've I've heard people and I've seen people tell me this where it's always good to vote straight ticket and I'm like no <laughs> I, I it, it doesn't it, it, it's it's bad because there's some candidates on either side that that may not be the best choice. So 
I think, um, in my opinion, I think straight ticket was more appropriate, I would say, in my mother's generation. Yes. Uh, which was when you were a Democrat or you were, you were a Republican, you espoused the platform. Mm-hmm. And you were like, this is the platform and this is who I'm voting for. And you knew that as a Democrat, you were always going, that person was always going to vote a certain way. And a Republican was always going to vote a certain way. And back then, there wasn't as much media or opportunity to research or things like that. So I can see how maybe, you know, the 25 years ago, that may have been more appropriate because a Democrat was going to vote a Democrat way and a Republican was going to vote a Republican way. Right. Um, but now there's a lot of muddling in the platform. There's a lot of independent-mindedness in the platform. The platforms are kind of confused. The Democrats don't sound like the Democrats of the olden days. The Republicans don't sound like the Republicans of the olden days. So I can I I don't feel it's really appropriate anymore. I think um, it, it needs to be more of a voter by voter issue or a non-voting if you don't agree with either of the candidates in a particular race oh, yeah. or a third-party protest vote or whatever. You know. Right now. You now, if if I may, I want to ask you a couple of questions. Not part of the El Paso, uh, not part of the El Paso Liberty Group, but as Armida and an independent. Um, if it's okay with you. Sure. Okay. So so right now, this is just strictly you. I don't want to. I'm not worried about the about the Facebook page right now. You you've identified yourself as an independent. <clears throat> how did you become? Or how did you move from being whatever side of the of the aisle that you were to become someone more? I guess kind of in the middle or, or, or someone's totally separate from what, I guess, what we grew up in. I, I guess I grew up um, being told to be a Democrat and being a, a, a Democrat. Mm-hmm. And I was always a very staunch, uh, I would say almost a progressive Democrat. And right. uh, But even then, my first vote, <laughs> my first presidential vote was for Ross Perot. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first president I could vote for, and that's who I voted for. So I guess I've always been independent-leaning, I would say. Um, so I voted for different people along the ways, and um, then when this president got elected and some of the things he did, I start, I was very happy this president got elected. I I I, I didn't help in his campaign, but I, I was I was very pro this president, right. and just because of the change in an outsider to the to 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 the, the, the establishment, line. I guess. Yeah. Right. And and so I was very pro. I was very happy. I was very happy probably the first month. And then certain things started to change. And I kept, I kind of became an apologist. Well, it's because of this. Well, it's because of that. And I guess there are more things and more things. And I was just being more and more of an apologist. And um, in, I guess, in 2008, I had liked Dr. Ron Paul. I had liked him, but he had... Um, become a non-issue before it got to the point of voting. He had, you know, dropped out, and I wasn't that involved in the primaries back then. But I had always liked Dr. Paul's ideas, and like I said, I always need to be kind of independent. Mm-hmm. And then with, when this president kept doing things, and finally when he signed the NDAA, that, right. that did it. I, I still remember the day. I still remember the day I woke up, and it said he signed the NDAA. I, um, I'm, I'm still upset about it. I saw it, and I said, oh, my goodness. And and somebody wrote a statement that said, resign now, sir. And I said, yep, that's what you should do. You should resign now. And that did it. I, I just couldn't I just couldn't apologize for him anymore. I couldn't come up with anything. That did it. Right. That did it. And as I started looking for somebody to vote for, Dr. Paul's ideas that I had more access to became exactly what I wanted. 
the limited government, the high civil liberties, the limited taxation, the independent uh, individual responsibility. It, it was the perfect combination for me. And looking at things not from a two-party paradigm situation, but an issue-by-issue, issue, candidate-by-candidate discussion. And, and to be able to say some really uh, out-there things and take responsibility for them is something I appreciated. And so that's where I ended up, and that's where I found some of the other Liberty people in El Paso so would who you, run the gamut. So would you consider yourself a libertarian or more of an independent? I would say uh, I would consider myself a libertarian-leaning independent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I will have to connect. I will have to get you some information on some people um, that you may want to talk to. Um, that way, if, if you want to get some more information, they may be able to uh, – I, 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 not to it it it'd be good, some good people that you that you can um, connect with in regards to uh, there, there's a Liberty Caucus obviously in, in the Republican Party and then of course you have your your um, your Liberty your Libertarian Party which I'm not sure if you if you had a chance to meet any of them but if if you haven't I'll I'll send you some of the information about them that that just phenomenal people that that may help right. that may be able to I guess if if, if it's something that's going to help out with growing the liberty movement in El Paso, then yeah, you, you probably want to uh, touch base with them. So just to be Perfect. on the safe side. So um, we've got, I'll give you, I'll just say the names right now. I think it's Kathy Glass from the Liber, uh, Liber, uh, Libertarian Party. I believe she's here in Austin. Um, and then also you have David Nall, who is uh, part of the uh, Republican Liberty Caucus, very big supporter in, in, in that piece. And they may be able to uh, help help you guys out or get some more information in regards to spreading that word out about what you guys And in our Liberty, in the members of our Liberty group, um, like on the page, there's everybody, um, like I said, we don't, we don't stand for one party. It's an individual. So different people are different things. And, and I've heard many people describe themselves as all out libertarians, as anarcho capitalists who just go by the, by the candidate, um, as progressive Democrats, mm -hmm. as um, open-minded, liberty-minded Republicans, <laughs> as conservative Republicans, um, we have really run the gamut. At the end of the day, it really is liberty is kind of open-ended. If you if you approach everybody with an open-minded thing, they tend to agree. You you would be surprised uh, the different parties. I'm, well, I'm sure you've seen that that discuss on the page the different issues. Mm -hmm. So it, it really is an issue by issue basis. Of some people say, well, this issue is very important to me, so I tend to vote here more than other places. But even for our, in our smaller group, like the admins, there's about six admins of the page. I would say some are voting, some are not are, are voting for Mr. Romney. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, I only know one who's voting for Mr. Romney. Some are voting for um, Gary Johnson. Um, some are not voting, or they're voting in Ron Paul, even though he, it's not going to count. Um, and I think somebody's voting constitutional. So it, it, it runs the gamut of different things, just like for the constitution, for the congressional race. Some uh, agree very strongly with um, uh, Mrs. Carrasco um, mm -hmm. on on issues of their anti-sustainability, anti that kind of growth, and some are very pro-civil liberties. So they vote with Mr. O'Rourke. 
So even then, that's what somebody had a, a problem with us, that they're like, you guys are wishy-washy. And we said, we're not wishy-washy. We're educated voters. Or they were upset that they were saying, "Your Dr. Paul doesn't take a stance. Why won't he tell you guys who to vote for? Why doesn't he endorse Gary Johnson? Why doesn't he endorse so-and-so? And we said, Dr. Paul said to vote our conscience. And they didn't understand that. <laughs> you know, so it's what is important to you and what is going to make the stance to you. And our page basically is to give everybody an opportunity to discuss these issues. Um, and they have a very hard time with our page because you've seen we may have a post that may be pro the Second Amendment. We're very strong pro the Second Amendment, even though we're supposed to be a very liberal, libertarian kind of group. They can't believe how much we really um, espouse the Second Amendment. So that was something that was very weird to certain people. And then we may have a pro-raw milk post because people believe you should be able to eat whatever you want and drink whatever you want. And then you may have a post discussing the military-industrial complex. And then you may have a post discussing how much we are irritated by Paul Krugman and, and, and Ben Bernanke. And then we may have a post discussing, um, you know, civil liberties and droning uh, um, in Pakistan. So I think... If you're not a liberty-minded individual, I think like yourself and and your other your partner, you understood our page right away, and you understood where we were coming from. Other people who are not don't understand our page. They don't understand what all the posts have in common. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you can see that. Have you been? Do you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. You can see that. Oh yeah, definitely. Like I'll be perfectly honest with you. Like we're watching. I'm since we're we're, since we're shifting back to the uh, Paso Liberty Group. I'm I'm showing some of the items that you that you were talking about, and it was kind of funny that when you mentioned about the uh, the the Second Amendment, I was scrolling down some of the stuff that you posted yesterday, or that or that your group posted yesterday with uh with the bullet with the with the um. I I think there was a. And I can't remember the name of it now, but there, there's a, and I apologize, um, but you had some bu uh, bullet casings or, or you had a, um, my goodness, there, you had something signed by Ron Paul with, with, with that, that held the bullets. And I apologize for not remembering. Oh, the magazine. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's how bad I am when it comes to understanding guns. All I know, hey, you point, you shoot, hey, you, or you load it up, you point, you shoot and you're done. <laughs> right. You know, I, I'm not worried about the chamber. I'm not worried about the trigger. And I'm like, if it works. I'm there, um, but it was kind of funny that that you were saying that, and we're scrolling down through all that stuff, and I'm like, I think she's, I, I think that's pretty cool. I think that that it's like you know, it's it's like you know, but um, but no, I you're right. I I have looked at some of the stuff in here, and and granted, you're you're right. You post you're you're I, I don't want to say you're all over the map, but but it's a good thing because you're you're stirring the conversation about what is going on today whether whether it's on one side of the aisle or the other side or or north or south you know you're you're allowing us to be able to have a a say in what's going on whether we like or don't like and we either like by commenting or we don't like by not commenting or you know clicking the like button or or whatever the case may be and it's it's appropriate especially in this day and age where where like you said I, like you said you know you you are, are are tied into one side of the of the uh, you know you grow up understanding one one side only, and people were that way years ago, and now we've come to the point where you have to kind of be, you know, you can still support your values but still sit in in the middle and be able to jump on both sides of the fence, and that's what you guys are doing here. You know, you, you have your admins who have a wider uh, array of of thoughts, 
and you're free and you guys are free to post whatever you guys need to post that are, that it's appropriate based on the time of day the events of the day and and what's going on you know locally i i, I just think it's, it's it's fantastic and and the fact and the fact that that you have this wide array of people that i'm assuming don't argue about what's getting posted but so long as it's stirring conversation that's all that matters right right and, and and it's admirable. I, I think it's admirable. I mean, I, I, now let me ask you I, on, on on this question: Have you have all of you reached consensus on any one item that you that you've posted on Facebook? I think surprisingly, believe it or not, we're all pretty pro everything we post. Mm -hmm. um, we we did agree on certain tenants in that we don't speak as a group. Like, the Paso the Bird group says this. We don't say that. Um, there, I mean, we have, like, when certain people, when a certain police officer passed away, yes. of course, or, or when troops are being deployed, or when, when somebody's injured, of course, and, and we, we, we give our condolences. That is something we do speak as a group because it does come from our heart. But um, in terms of our, our post, I would say that we agree scarily on, like, 97% of everything. <laughs> Even though we're completely different, we all agree on everything we post. It's weird. We end up agreeing with it. Even though we didn't think we would, we do. We just said that everything has to be open-minded, and we don't censor anybody's comments on anything. And because um, people can come in and attack, and they say horrible, rude things about us, and we don't care. You, you, you're free to say whatever you want. Because that's what we believe in. We, we don't believe in censorship mm -hmm. at all. Have you, um, so have you ever had you know, a... If you see some threads go on and on and on, and there's people fighting with each other, discussing, and we don't, we don't do that. That's what we're supposed. That's what we want to do. We want people to talk to each other, and if they, and sometimes also, there's some imagery that we're like, wow, this is, this is a, this is weird. Like there may be a certain picture that is this crossing the line and criticizing the president, or is this to pro this, and we will put it out there in that way because we haven't made up our minds. Like, is this hateful? Is this true? Is this, you know, and that's, it's also about us learning. It's not about us telling you, you know, Francisco, look at this magazine. You should go get this gun. Right. Well, sometimes we'll, we'll, we'll have this big, long discussion on concealed carry on, semi-automatic versus not on, you know, what kind of gun you should have next to your house on on i mean all sorts of, of things like that um that because we don't ourselves know we're like hey have you guys had experience with this what do you think and then people will go to town on it because we're learning also mm -hmm. but i would say we agree with the discussion of everything and at the end of the day we end up agreeing on certain things and and some may say well i'm more of an anarcho-capitalist somebody may say more i'm i'm more of a free market person and somebody may say more i'm i'm more of a just just a lazy, fair capitalist with a little bit of regulation. So, but in terms of the open-mindedness, that's why we haven't had any arguments at all as an admin. We haven't. One time, somebody censored a very rude comment on Dr. Paul. Mm -hmm. They're like, "That's crossing the line," and Dr. Paul is our hero. So we have to go back and say, "No, you can't censor, even if it isn't Dr. Paul." So oh. okay, we didn't censor. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not the only time we've censored. Like five months ago, um, but we didn't all agree with the censoring. Just that person censored. And they were like, well, that crossed the line, but, you know, that was the only time. But we don't censor, we discuss everything. I would say that we are open-minded, we lean libertarian, and if we have any bias, is that we are very biased, pro-Dr. Paul. And I would say 
we are less pro-rand. I mean, I'm very pro-rand pop, and I would say half the admins are pro-rand pop. But we, we, that's our bias. We're pro Dr. Paul and, and Rand, um, and everything else is a free for all. And even then, we were discussing. What were we discussing? We were discussing the drug wars. We were discussing economists the other day, and somebody was like, "Well, you know, they're just." Scientists discussing things, and other people are like, "Well, no, they should be held accountable because their policies affect us." Um, and then the other day, we we had this huge long thread, which is something a Democrat was telling me. I don't understand what you guys post. He told me half the time, <laughs> and I don't understand why some some people are interested. We asked a question about, "Do you believe it should, Are you in favor of um, gold standard or competing currencies?" Mm-hmm. And he said, "I read that, and and I said, what a boring page. Who would care?" And he was and I came back and it had like fifty comments on it. So you guys are just weird. Because it was fifty comments on gold standard versus competing currencies. And some people are like, not it should be gold standard because we all need to go to the same place. And other people are no, it should be competing currencies. And other people are like, no, we should just barter. And other people are like, we shouldn't be discussing it. It should be voluntarist between two people. So and he goes, What I thought was a really boring, dumb question ended up having a fifty point discussion. He goes, so I didn't know there were so many people in El Paso who cared about stuff like that, who were informed about stuff like that. Right. And um, so that's good. But we're, we are on uh, more of a nerdy page, I guess, in that we do discuss a lot of economics. And I guess another bias is we don't like Krugman. We don't like the Federal Reserve. We don't like Ben Bernanke. I, I that's can agree that's another with that. bias we have. Oh, yeah. No, I can agree <laughs> with that part. And, and there's nothing wrong with having – I'll put it to this way. There's nothing wrong with having certain biases with, with, with what's going on today. I mean it, it's – I'll put it to this way. Be for some media. We have a, we have a certain stance on what we, what we, on what we think. In. And, and I'll be perfectly honest with you. We, we have the, – the three people that, that created this, um, this site – are very conservative. I mean, I don't want to say very conservative, but we're conservative in, in nature. How we get to the answer basically um, comes out in different perspectives, you know, because of, of where how we grew up and where we came. And there's nothing wrong with that part. It, it, it's a that's the beauty of Facebook. That's the beauty of of of, uh, of websites of organizations is because they all ha- they all come together because of a consensus that is out there. You know, and and you guys are, are, are have shown it. There's nothing wrong with being pro Ron Paul. There's nothing wrong with being pro liberty. You know, it, it it's got different opinions. You know, some people are afraid of it, and that's fine if they if they're afraid of it. But at least they're showing up and they're saying, okay, I want to know, and that's the big part. And 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 you right. and it and it takes, you know, special people to be able to say, hey, this is what I believe in, and this is what I'm doing. So and this is what I'm showing on here. Um, it, it it's, takes a special group of people to to be able to do that, and I commend you guys for for what you guys are doing on on this Facebook page. It, it's just phenomenal. I mean, I, I love the stuff that's coming up. Um, I, I will say this, you know, you it, it it's both both sides of the aisle, and that's not a problem. It, it, it's you know, there's nothing wrong with being able to. to I, I was going over some of the uh, comments that were being posted during the vice presidential debate. <laughs> and I'm and I'm looking at both sides where you know you have some people that were kind of agreeing with some of the stuff or, or attacking uh, what Biden was saying and what Biden was doing, and the same thing with with uh, with with uh, Paul Ryan. I mean, you guys were doing both of them, and I'm like, hey, at least they're fair and at least they're honest about what's going on. If they see something that they don't like, 
then let them post. What's wrong with that? You know, it, it was it was it's, it was great. Yeah, I think it was also like Rand is doing. If you notice, Rand is like, okay, I'm going to be a Republican and and stuff like that. But if Mitt does something I don't agree with, I'm going to write him out on it, like Rand did. He just wrote this article excoriating Mitt on his foreign policy statements. Mm-hmm. I think that's how it is. He is. It's kind of weird because we're kind of criticizing people in El Paso for not following the party line or for criticizing those who don't follow the party line. But it's kind of like he is doing it from an issue-based forum. Because somebody called us out on that. You're like, you guys are saying, yay, Rand is great for criticizing Mitt for not following his Republican principles. Yet you're not supporting the Democrats for doing that in El Paso. And we said, well, the difference is that it was issue-based. Rand was calling out Mitt on this huge foreign policy spending and, and warmongering, where here in El Paso was more like he said, she said. Right. So there is a, it's kind of, it's a different, that, that, that's different. So, and we did say, somebody asked us, would you ever say anything positive on President Obama? We said, if he did something positive, we would, we would say something positive. And we, we kind of try and, um, and be respectful. And when really bad, the situation in Libya happened, we didn't post anything negative until he went to the Jay-Z fundraiser. And then we thought, okay, he feels comfortable going to a fundraiser. We can discuss this. In other words, we didn't second guess what he what he was. We had this discussion among his families. We're not going to second guess what he's doing about Libya because we don't really know what's going on. Correct? Right. Um, when he felt comfortable going to the Jay-Z fundraiser, then we said, okay, we can start second guessing him. Because if he feels comfortable fundraising now, obviously it isn't. Send him on in his mind. Right, and and we and we actually did. We we pointed out some of the some of the problems that went on. In fact, there's a. Um, I noticed that you guys did that a lot earlier. Yeah, that was good. Okay. Oh yeah, because it it was one of those things we 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 knew. Let's just put it that way. We knew something was wrong, and there was um, some individuals that we spoke to that that said, "Hey, this is there's a problem here. We've got there's there's." Something that doesn't fit right in the whole thing, and when you have mainstream media that that's saying, "Oh no, it's whatever. We don't know what's going on," and and we and they knew about it, we're like, "No, no, no. Here's the reality of what happened." And and so, we're granted, you know, it, it, it wasn't a good story. It wasn't a good situation, but we were like, "No, we have to get that information out there because something doesn't fit. Something doesn't fit right here." And 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 this is. You know, we're we're gonna post this one time on Facebook. We're gonna post this one time on our on our Be First and Media website, and then we're gonna see what happens. And sure enough, you know, the, the the information that we got was actually correct. And so we're like, you know, stick it. You know, we're gonna stick a finger in, in the administration's eye for what they did for for them lying about the whole thing. And and, and uh, it, it was one of those things where we're like, oh, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, we'll, we'll be fair when we have to be, but we, if we have to be accurate. Regardless of who's at fault, it's got to be out there. And and uh, you know, and I appreciate you guys your decision on on doing what you guys did. You know, I, I can understand where you guys are coming from. It was just for, for us. We we had to uh, make that voice heard. You know, because it it was it was a sad time. You know, I, I was I was here. I, in fact, I was here in my apartment, and there was a couple of people that I that I'm friends with, and they're saying, hey, you know, they're posting on Facebook. They're like, what's going on in Libya? What's happening over here? And these people are, are fairly in the know based on their connections. And sure enough, you know, everybody else was posting something was going on. Um, I think 
the one of the UK newspapers was posting something that was going on. Uh, I think there was another a group in Europe that was saying, hey, something's stirring over here, and, and we left it as that, and it wasn't until I woke up in the morning that we hear the atrocities that occurred. And, and it's like, oh, God. So it, it was one of those moments where we're just like, this ain't cool. This ain't cool. But but I, I, I can respect that. I can respect what you guys did. It, it's, you know, it, it, there's nothing wrong with, with uh, having that moment where you say, let's do the, let's wait and see what happens. And then, you know, we go from there. That That's commendable. Well, thank you. I think it was mostly also like, um, we didn't want to say, oh, there's something that went wrong under the president's watch. Let's jump on it. You know what I'm saying? If, if we really didn't want to do that. We really didn't, you know, we wanted a benefit of the doubt type of situation. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Because we're not like that. We're not looking for him to mess up, to jump on it. That's not how we are. And so we kind of like, well, let's just wait and see. But once he felt comfortable doing other things, we're like, okay, it's obviously... That, that was just also very, very upsetting. Yeah. That four days afterwards, and we we are very open-minded, so it's not like we're very high decorum people. But there is an element of decorum when, I, I don't think the ambassador, the the chief ambassador had come back yet to the States at that point. I yep. don't think so. Or maybe he had barely come back when the president was fundraising. And that was just very upsetting to many people in our group. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I... I, I... Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you guys more on that part. Now, you guys are, are strictly only on Facebook, right? You guys don't have a face, uh, website or anything else that, that you guys post. Right, we're a social media. Yeah, we're a, so, a social media forum. Um, there are other people in our in, in, who are involved in our social media forum who are going to start doing other things. I don't know if Isabel told you. Um, as they get organized, I, I, we could probably have them call in. They're going to do other more... Uh, I guess you would call it boots on the ground, liberty-minded right. things here in El Paso. Right, and, and, um, and I remember I remember you telling me about it um, on, on our conversation prior, and and I respect what's you know the the decision that's being made, and I, and and I won't bring that part up, um, okay, just yeah. just for that just for that matter. It, well, you know, it, it goes to that whole line where where we want to be able to, you know, where where we want to be able to respect people's decisions as to whether they want to eat cheese or not and i just use that as, as, a, as a light conversation i mean there's there's some big stuff that's going on and, and that you guys are doing and i and that's you know i you guys should be letting you guys should be the ones letting the cat out of the bag instead of me let's just put it that way right right or the people involved right exactly exactly and, and i appreciate that part but i do want to we're going to go ahead and wrap things up here uh Admita. i do want to thank you for spending time with us this has been actually a fantastic time of, of being able to talk to um, people who want to have, a, who are having a voice out there and, and being able to express it and being able to say it so proficiently and, and so professionally as, as you and uh, Isabel. This is just phenomenal. Well, thank you so much. And thank you so much for participating in our forums. We enjoy your comments. We are enjoying the first in media. We, we enjoy sharing your stuff. And um, like I said, we, we are on um, Individuals first, independent many people, and uh, we just get together and discuss liberty. Um, but, um, yeah, we're very happy. And we have a lot of fun doing so. And um, the liberty people, especially Isabel's group, they have a lot of events. And it's very interesting because they're, they're, they're getting together like once a week. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> funny. Like, we, they got together last night to see Atlas Shrugged. 
they've gone before to the firing range to celebrate the Second Amendment. They have a Mises book club, which I will share with you, and people can Skype in. They're reading. They read a book every month. Oh wow! Um, I think this, the the first book they read may have been the Law. I think this time they're reading a book by Tom Woods, and people are participating in uh, their book club through Skype. So it, it is uh, very, very double, you know, m- you know, many, many multi-leveled. And in Isabel's group, I can say, between the other political groups at that university, her group has the most involvement. It wow. averages like 20 to 25 people joining where other groups don't. But they have so many things going on that people are very, very excited about. And they're doing a congressional forum also. And a debate. They're doing a debate. And I'll send you some information on that, um, uh, where they're just debating issues from a liberty-minded person, a, a Democrat, liberal-minded person, I believe um, uh, a Republican-minded person, and they're just debating and discussing issues. So her group has a lot of stuff going on. I, we, we always say that they're the young patriots that give us hope. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> that, right, that a retirement, you know, some of us, um, in the Liberty Group are older, so we're closer to retirement, so that our retirement doesn't look like a scene from The Hunger Games. You know, it looks <laughs> that we have hope for them. <laughs> so, so you have, a, so, so age-wise, it, it doesn't matter. You guys have, so I'm assuming you have people of my age. I'm, I'm, I'm 40. Um, I would say the admins, half the admins are over 40. Wow. And about the other half are... 30 to 35. Isabel's group is more like 24 and younger. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Well, let me yeah. let me extend the invitation. If you guys need any help with some of the, with some of the stuff that you're doing, by all means, please send me a message. Um, I'm probably going to be friend requesting you and, and, and Isabel very sh- uh, shortly. But if you guys need any help with some of the stuff that you guys are doing, please let us know, and we'll be happy to try to promote whatever we can on our sites. Um, not only do we have... Um, the Be First in Media site, but we have, I, I myself have my own page. We have our Twitter accounts as well, um, and and some of the other places that we can post stuff on, and we can we we can try to do what we can to help promote this these El Paso groups uh, a little bit more because I mean you, seriously, you guys are so far away from <laughs> from Central Texas that that you know Elliot, Elliot Shapley kind of put it correct, and and granted I'm not a big fan of Elliot Shapley, but I am great that I'm, I'm I. I thank him for what he did for pressuring about the school. And that was probably something that I would love to have you. Actually, I would love to have you guys on, you and anybody else that wants to come on to talk about what's going on with the education system in El Paso. It, it's, it, I'm, I'm sickened about what's going on there. But it came to the point where he was asked um, a couple of years ago about pe- how people see El Paso. And it was kind of one of those things where they're like saying, look, it's an un- it, and I'm paraphrasing this. This isn't a direct quote from him, but I'm paraphrasing what he, what basically what he was saying. The, the mindset that people have of El Paso over here is that it's an uneducated group, regardless of whether it's politics or or or, um, or business-wise, because you know you don't have a lot of educated people, quote-unquote educated people that have degrees. And if we can try to get that image changed. You know, by all means, I'm happy to do that with you guys, and I'm happy to try to see what I can do to to promote what's going on in El Paso, um, just so that people know that hey, you know, yeah, they're, they're eight hours or eight nine hours away from Central Texas, but you know, they they do know their stuff. A lot of them do know their stuff, and and whatever we can try to do to help out, I mean, 
let me know and we can whether whether exactly. it's it's broadcasting or whatever the case may be. I mean, let me know. Yes, and one of our admins, Victoria, travels a lot to your part of town. So I'm I'm you know I'll make sure that um, you know she I think she is your friend already on Facebook. Um, so she's one of our admins, and oh, I, really? I'm pretty sure she would be able to help also. Really, um, I'll have to ask you about that one later on. I, I, I'm assuming I know who it is, but um, yes, cool, definitely. Well, I I, I want to thank you. We're going to show the Facebook page here again. Um, Right now, there's 203, view, 203 likes on the page, but it can go higher, especially in El Paso, folks. This is, a, this is a place where you can have your voice heard without getting beaten up, in all honesty. I, I, trust me, I know. I, I, I've, I posted some stuff on there that people have responded against it, and I've been able to post back, whether good or bad, and people have told me, hey, you know, you're wrong, and that's fine. It's beautiful. I, this is what I love about this, about here, and especially for the El Paso group, for you, for you El Pasoans out there. This is a site that will help you out, and if and if you don't know, they will direct you to what you, to the links that that way you can become educated. Don't believe me? Go on the Facebook page, look at some of the stuff that they're posting. You're gonna get the links in order to get yourself or have you become better educated or learn more of the issues that are going on in your city because folks there's a lot of stuff going on in El Paso that we're just taking for granted we're just saying hey you know eh, we got a we got we got a politician over here that will take care of it for us no they're not and 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 they're addressing it on on, on Facebook folks it's the best social media site that you can get for El Paso I'll just put it to you that way when it comes to politics you go right here this is gonna be the place but Admila, yeah. I want to I want to thank you again for spending time with us. It has been a pleasure, and it has been an honor to talk to you and to talk about the El Paso Liberty Group. And 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 I thank hope you. and I hope we can have you on again, um, not either as part of the Liberty Group or as an individual, talking about more of the stuff that's going on in El Paso. It is just, uh, you know, people need to know more. And and I and I think the the individuals that are uh, that are part of the El Paso Liberty Group know their stuff and, and they know what's happening and and, uh, and I appreciate it. I appreciate you coming on and, and I would love to have you guys on again. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time and information. And like we said, we are independent-minded and not one person speaks for anybody. Um, and we're there to discuss issues of liberty. But thank you so much for your time and for your consideration and your gracious comments towards our page. And we look forward to talking to you more and sharing your stuff more. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Now, folks, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up here. It is that time where we're going to go ahead and close up shop because we've got a whole bunch of other stuff going on. We've got some great stuff that's going to be happening tomorrow with the Craig Bouchon Show and a few other things that is going to be affecting the Be First in Business and Be First in Media uh, brands. But we want before we leave, I do have to do this as, as we try to do um, with every single uh, – program that we do. We want to thank some people that have helped us out. Obviously, we have um, Armida that, that was on and, and Isabel that was on, and they just got off right now. Um, they have been great folks. I've got to tell you right now, I don't know how else I can say, oh my God, it's just phenomenal. It's just phenomenal talking to people about like this. It, you know, no, no disputes, having an open-minded discussion. That's the beauty of it, folks. That is the beauty of what we should be doing right now. But let's thank some people along the way that have helped us out. First and foremost, first and foremost, we want to thank 
This group right here, the Scoop in El Paso, folks. If you go to the Scoop in El Paso, they are El Paso's one-stop website to help you find out the what, when, and where of El Paso. It is managed by El Pasoans for El Pasoans. It connects the good stuff, folks, that is going on in El Paso to you. You can find them on the website, thescoopinelpaso.com. You can also find them on Facebook um, where you can spend time with them talking to them about what's going on. Folks, you can also go to our go to our website. We've got to... I've got to just say fantastic stuff that's going on on, on our group. You see the logo on, uh, to up above me where we have the BFIM. And we're probably going to be bringing on a couple of different logos on here uh, to try to promote some of the stuff that we're doing. If you guys have seen our shows, you've probably seen some of the images that we have where we have one of the T-shirts. And we're going to be getting some more T-shirts. So we're going to be putting an order pretty soon on some of the stuff that we have. You have the Radical Fist. That we, that we posted on there because we're leading the conservative internet revolution right here on Be First in Media, folks. And that's right. If you go to BeFirstInMedia.com, you're going to be able to find some great stuff that's going on because we're utilizing new broadcast technologies to link stuff people want to know with people that know their stuff. That's you, folks. That is you wanting to know what's out there. And that's what we're doing here on Be First in Media. Now, of course, folks, if you are also of a business-minded person who enjoys business but don't want to talk about politics, that's fine. Not a problem at all. We have a place where you can come to and get information and you can participate in the fun that's going on. We're going to be moving. We have some people that are going to be part of this group. Spa Talk with Megan DiMartino. We're also going to have an acoustic night coming up pretty soon that we're working on and try to complete. And I think we're working on a couple of other things that is going to be going pretty damn awesome, folks, um, on this site. You want to go to be first in business. And I'll just say it off of the site. Small business is the lifeblood of American commerce. And that's true. Hyperlocal news is the most, most revel relevant way for businesses to share their message and learn how other entrepreneurs are growing their companies. That's what we're doing here, folks. We're, we're, we're talking about stuff. We're, we're putting stuff in here. We want to help you grow your business. We want to help you increase your social footprint at the social media level. Come join us. Come talk to us. Message me on, on Facebook. Go to Be First in Business. Go to Be First in uh, Media on Facebook. Or send us a message here. You can reach out to me, folks, at gneela at bfirstinmedia.com. Pretty cool. Pretty cool uh, website name or uh, email address. gneela, which is me, at bfirstinmedia.com. Send me a message. Say, hey, how can I participate? And we'll tell you this is what you can do. Folks, I've had a blast today. It is great to be back. Now, I got to say this, is that we will probably be jumping back and forth and coming on because we have some interesting stuff that's going on in regards to remote broadcasts. You know, we've been testing out a couple systems. And we think that we have found the right system to help create the cause that needs to go out and being able to promote, being able to talk, and being able to set up a discussion, a place where we can discuss the stuff that's going on in the world and in your, your area today. And I think we've got the right combination of what we need to do. But folks, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. And I want to thank everyone for being here, spending time with us here on the Common Man Show here on Be First in Media. On behalf 
of Terry, Craig, and myself. Thank you again for spending time with us. We hope to see you very soon. And we'll talk to you guys next week. You guys take care. Bye-bye.